We must understand that the reason God is against some sexual practices is because it is demeaning to us and it destroys our souls. Look at what sex has done to you as an individual. Stop and think for a moment what having sex with multiple partners and lovers has done to you. Hmm? There's some sicknesses going on. You're clingy, suddenly attached, you're miserable, depressed. You have feelings that you never had, anger issues that you never had. Okay? Some of you, some of us are still stuck on our first loves, our first boyfriends or girlfriends from way back Akale and it taunts us that they're doing life without us, you know? You still hurt and unhealed. We're still broken. And if not dealt with properly, it will follow us in our marriages. It will follow us in our marriages. So these are things that we have to deal with before we go in our marriages. Welcome back to another episode of Unspoken with Chrisley. This is part three of Sex Drives and Jesus. We are still going at it. And for today, it's extra marital activities. Ooh, I hope you guys loved my introduction. I liked it too. So it is a beautiful morning. Rosie Shroud and Daniel Wiggle in their study, um, Infidelity Aftermath, Appraisals, Mental Health, and Health Compromising Behaviors Following a Partner's Infidelity. So in their study, this is a study done by Rosie Shroud and Daniel Wiggle, spelled as W E I G E L, like jail class, and then w e i so this is a study that they did and in that study um is a case okay so today we're going to be a bit legal so it's a case by robert kelvin howard an american from north carolina and julie george howard um who is now julie kendall george because they divorced okay so these two were married for 12 years so Julie George Howard um, cheated on her husband with her co-worker. So she did mention in the in her um, legal submissions through her lawyer, she did mention that she did not want to remain with him. Okay, so um, Greg Jernigan, who was her mentor, was assigned to work with her in 2016. So they were. They became close friends, and then after being close friends, eventually it became a romantic relationship. So um, her husband, Robert, found out. Okay, he found out that this, the, her, her, um, his wife is cheating on him. Julie is cheating on him with Greg, who was her mentor and co-worker at work. So she was confronted by him, and this just led them to <laughs> having a divorce. 
Okay, so Greg, who was the Greg sued the Greg sued um not Greg, but Robert, her husband. I, I hope you're following. Robert is the husband to Julie. And then Julie, I mean Greg, Julie cheated on Robert with Greg. I hope you're following. Yes. So Robert sued um sued Julie. Julie's um mister. <laughs> yeah. Sued Julie's side boy for being a third party that broke a home and alienation of affection. Alienation of affection. Alienation simply means um, to remove. Or when you when you alienate somebody, you've simply removed them. Exactly. Just in paraphrase. But you could always Google that and find the meaning. So causing the loss of affection between a married couple. So alienation, alienation of affection simply means causing the loss of affection between a married couple. And he also sued... Um, for criminal conversation so criminal conversation in law and this is the south african law to be very specific i don't know about zambia i don't think we have zambia doesn't have um criminal conversation we don't have that in our laws but this is a south african case so it's a south african case and a carolina north carolina case so it's an american case and a south african case so i think they have that in their laws so that you can sue for criminal conversation which is the act of having sex with someone else's spouse so in places like north carolina you can actually sue somebody for criminal conversation you can sue someone for the act of having sex with someone else's spouse so he sued on two grounds which was um, for breaking a home, which is alienation, alienation of affection, which is causing the loss. So if someone has caused the loss of affection between you and your spouse, you can actually sue in North Carolina, which is the United States of America, you can actually sue that person for loss of affection, period. So he also sued for um, criminal conversation, which I've already explained. So the court ruled in favor of him and... Um, he won he won him a judgment of seven hundred fifty dollars million dollars, which is in South African rand also which is eleven million dollars so extramarital affairs are unlawful when they lead to a divorce. This is in North Carolina, which is in the United States and other states of the United States. This is a crime however, for South Africa, okay so South Africa. One cannot sue for adultery. And you guys will just... This is where we're going. This is, this is what today's topic is based on. Extramarital activities. So I just want to show you what is going on in today's world. Okay? So in South Africa, you cannot sue for adultery. However, the courts are at liberty to decide on actions related to the breakdown of the marriage. So um, in law, we have grounds. When you want to divorce a person... Okay, um, when you want to divorce somebody, there are grounds for divorce. So the court does, does not just grant you divorce. No, you just can't go to court and be like, yo, I want to divorce the here because nah, there are, there's what we call grounds of divorce. So in law, we have order. So there are grounds for divorce. And then in Zambia, adultery is one of them. So if your spouse has committed adultery against you, you can actually sue for adultery that can actually count as a ground for divorce so now in south africa 
okay and which is also it, it was also shown in the case that i gave you by um which was between robert and julie his wife okay so that in now in the united states this is a different matter it's also a ground for divorce however in south africa now i want to show you in south africa in south africa you cannot sue or you cannot adultery is not even a ground for divorce you can't go to court and you know sue on adultery that's a lie but the courts are at liberty when i say are at liberty i mean there's they're basically they are free okay the judge is free to to decide on whether to take or to accept or to admit um to admit i mean to get okay so to get that reason of divorce i mean of divorce which is adultery so i'm gonna give a case okay which is uh, on the 27th 25th of september 2014 in the case of rh versus de of 2013 this is also a south african case so you can go look it up or if you don't want to look it up i can always tell you from here you can always just know it from here so rh versus de yeah so they abolished the delictual action of adultery so i'm sure in this case the, there's a plaintiff and the defendant so i think the plaintiff sued for i mean gave adultery as a ground for divorce and then the court abolished it because this is not a ground for divorce adultery in south africa is simply not a ground of divorce however the courts can choose the, ju the judge can choose whether to take it in to admit it as evidence or not okay i hope we're understanding so in this case the court made it clear that it was leaving open for decision at a later date okay so the plaintiff who was either the wife or the husband the when you read the case okay just go and read go and do your research on this um in this case the plaintiff put divorce i mean put adultery as as a ground for that divorce so the court abolished the delictual action of adultery and they said okay um we're going to we're going to get this we're going to get this but what we're going to do but what we're going to do is we're not going to admit it. So we're going to keep it, we're going to leave it open for decision later, at a later date. We're going to deal with your case at a later date. All right. So that's, that's how adultery is mentioned, I mean, or handled or dealt with in these other states. And this is basically what our topic for today is based on. So... I read an article, um, a registered counselor, um, Pumzilen Lovu, Pumzilen Lovu is a, a lawyer in South Africa, he gave three consequences of marriage um, infidelity. So marriage infidelity, the impact of infidelity, infidelity is basically uh, extramarital activities or extramarital where you're being unfaithful to your spouse basically that's what it's about so poem zealand lovu you can google him you can check him out you can do what you want to do poem zealand lovu poem with the p h u m zile at the end okay so i just want to also apologize for the noise in the background before i go on um i am working i am running um a shop i'm running a shop so it's pretty much noisy it's just next to the station so there's like a lot of noise and then it's raining so apologies if you can hear the noise um so this guy pumzile right he gives us the consequences of 
he gives us three main or three major consequences of what extramarital activities can do to your spouse. So we have the emotional ones. So your, your, your spouse can suffer emotional, physical, and it can also affect the relationship that he or she has with the family, friends, or a future candidate later on in life where he or she maybe wants to get married or remarried it can also affect so under the emotional your the emotional um aspect of it is the cheated one okay the one who's been cheated on or the suffering spouse or the victim may experience emotional responses such as betrayal okay betrayal anger hurt grief sadness disappointment resentment um, rejection, depression, humiliation, disrespect, rage, jealousy, insecurities, devastation. So this is what a, a spouse who has, who, has, who has been cheated on, okay, may feel in that moment, all right? All these emotional um, discrepancies are going, discrepancies is basically uh, problems or disadvantages, yes. So will suffer all these um, emotional discrepancies that are so bad to the emotional health. Then physically, this person will experience um, changes in appetite, headaches, um, disturbances in the sleeping patterns, you know, stomach aches, nausea, irritability, um, irritability and anxiety, ETC. So when someone who is going through a divorce or a separation or they're just having problems in a marriage due to extramarital activities by the other party these are the things that someone is going to face all right so they'll change in appetite they won't want to eat they won't want to you know they won't just want to eat they won't have appetite to eat anything they'll just be having headaches okay they'll be having nausea you know what i mean they'll have stomach aches okay it will just be a bad time for them physically their bodies will change they'll lose weight you know what i mean they'll be irritated okay if if you've if you've lived in a house with a person who's undergoing marital issues or divorced or separated you understand you will get to see that they are easily irritated like they're irritable like they'll just find small things and make it big you know what i mean so for me i have lived in a house with someone undergoing marital issues due to extramarital activities therefore that is why i can say such things also from what i've learned um as um, a low graduate my what i want to really major in and where my passion really is in is in family law and so I love family law. I love studying family law. My research was on family law and it was marriage based. I was really talking about these things. I was talking about marriages. So that is why I'm, I could say I'm well versed in this area. And that is why I'm talking about this today. And I want to make, I wanted to reach, I wanted to make an impact on many lives out there. So that is why I'm talking about this. So Pum Zealand Lovu talks about, uh, he talks about these physical aspects and then in relationships with family it it has extramarital activities have an impact on relationships with family friends and future um potential candidates okay so one this is just the attitude right so one may withdraw or isolate themselves socially due to feelings of shame embarrassment and fear of being judged i don't know if you relate with this i don't know if you can remember somebody out there who has gone through this but this is what happens to people the aftermath okay the aftermath of infidelity and 
one 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 may tend to withdraw or isolate themselves because socially they feel ashamed all right they feel ashamed like oh my god everyone knows that i've been cheated on everyone knows that this is what's going on in my life so they'll isolate themselves they won't talk much they won't be on social media much they'll just keep to themselves get to work go back home okay they'll just be they'll keep to themselves they're on fear also of being judged they're embarrassed all right they're embarrassed because like everyone's laughing at me everyone's talking about me and so it is very important that in such a point when in such a point when dealing with a person who is undergoing a divorce separation or a marriage in which one of the partners is unfaithful one of the partners is going through is has a partner who's extra um, marital activities we have to be extra careful and extra sensitive in how we handle the matters with these people so other people find it hard to trust people around them in fear of getting hurt so you will find that people who've undergone divorce due to extramarital activities or due to um adultery or they're undergoing separation or their marriage has problems because the other party is cheating and the other person knows that this other person is cheating and they are still in it they find it hard to trust other people so if you're a friend if you're a cousin if you're a niece you're a daughter you're a son to someone undergoing this you have to understand that they find it hard to trust people again they find it hard to trust so maybe you have a mother who is still single she's been single since the divorce or since her husband left you have to understand that it is hard to trust people afterward okay so we have to know how to handle such people then also if they're kinds um they they get to feel scared if children are involved all right so if this couple had children all right um being a person who's experienced this you know i got to experience where i got to see where sometimes you know my mother would feel anxious should feel betrayed should feel scared to talk to me about certain things she's not really open to certain things i'm not really going to do going to details of my mother's details or my mom's business but what i'm going to say is how it was for me so I felt I felt like to some extent you know my mom would feel scared to open up about certain things because she felt a certain way to me her daughter especially being her daughter and me seeing exactly what it is that she was going through so they get to feel a certain way so they'll tend to shun they'll tend to keep to themselves and not really talk but those things are happening so how you handle that is very important maybe you have an auntie maybe you have an uncle maybe you have someone who's undergoing this this is very important how we handle them and this these are things that happen these are the consequences guys of extra marital activities and this is what i'm going to be talking about today on part three of sex drives and jesus so i've already given you i've already given you um an onset or an outlook of what extramarital activities can do and the consequences or the impact of infidelity which i've already said is extramarital activities so i've given you like the three things that Paul zealand lovu has given us in his article so if you want to read more if you want to know more just type in pumsland level on infidelity or the impact of infidelity and read more on this i i really do commend people reading for themselves people going to research for themselves because that way you get to know you know i really appreciated it when when i was doing my research and i really enjoyed that moment because i was learning a lot of things i was i was doing it myself and if there's one thing that i really did like when it came to assignments and 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 law school was the cases i got to read real life situations 
I got to read what people actually go through, the cases, the whatnot, and know that one of the things that actually led me to to want to major into family law. So this is exactly what we're going to be talking about. We're still doing sex drives and Jesus. Don't forget that we're still doing sex drive and Jesus. So we're just going to jump into it and see how all this connects. But yeah. Okay, okay. So, like I said, what we already talked about last week, I did mention that sex was to be a form of worship. And it is also important that it should be in the confines of a marriage. I think I keep repeating this so that we know, because today this is the last um, episode of, this is the last of the series in Sex, Drives, and Jesus. So I want to emphasize, guys, it is important that we have sex in the confines of a marriage. I know it's cliche. I know it's bundu. I know it's not what is going on, but this is what sex was made for. And I think last week I did mention the consequences of having extra or rather having sex before marriage i did mention some consequences of what we go through and i also put it out there what females go through you know what i mean if you're a guy out there i didn't really mention what guys go through in terms of the aftermath but for females we do go through a lot of things so if you didn't listen to my last to last week's podcast i want you to go to episode two and listen to what i said in there also if you haven't listened to episode one, I want you to go and listen to episode one. Just see exactly where this is coming from and why exactly we should control our sex drives and why I'm talking about this. So now maybe you're asking yourself, you know, you're asking Chrisley, how do I do that? Okay, how do I how do I stay celibate? You are talking, it's easier said than done. You are talking, but is is it doable? You know what I mean? So in case you're asking yourself that question or how do I... How do I not have sex with my boyfriend? Or how do I not have sex with my girlfriend? You know what I mean? Um, how do I survive um, until marriage? How do I manage until marriage? And in case you're asking yourself that question, that would definitely be answered right here. So if this is your question, believe me, okay, that is my question too. <laughs> Just to be honest and real with you. No, I'm I'm a person I don't like to when I don't know an answer, I give you I don't know. And if I know an answer, I give you I know an answer. So on this one, that is my question too. So I won't go into the usual answers, pray about it or nah, I'm not going to tell you that. You know, to be honest, it is easier said than done and I agree with you. However, what I know is that God that there is grace, okay, and God has provided grace, and grace is sufficient for those who wholly surrender themselves to his cause. So I know this sounds too spiritual, I know it sounds too biblical, but it's the only truth that is there. It's the only truth that I have to give. It's the only truth that has worked for me as an individual. So tell him, if you're a female, okay, this is the fact and it's the only thing that can work if, with your relationship. If you want if you want this to work for you, okay, because you know you have to save yourself for marriage. How many guys will you allow inside? How many guys will you allow to penetrate? How many guys will you have sex with? How many if to make to make let me let me make it clearer for you. How many dicks will penetrate your vagina? How many? Okay, you will get tired eventually. That by the time you're reaching marriage, my dear, you will be finished. 
It is very important that you save your worth for marriage. Okay? Even if your marriage ends up to be a wacko kind of marriage. But it is very important. And I am stating this. It is very important that we, I'm not saying you, we, including myself. You know, this is me. This is a learning process for me. This podcast for me, it's a learning process. This podcast for me is is, is a learning ground. All right? So as much as I tell you this, trust me, I'm telling myself as well. And like I've already stated, it's not the easiest. It's not easy. Okay? It's not even, it seems impossible. But God has already told us that grace is sufficient and for sure i can attest to the fact that grace is sufficient so if you're a female this is what you're gonna do this is what you're gonna have to do tell him that you want to stop having sex tell him that okay bruv look okay fine 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 we've had sex okay like bruv let's just stop all right it's not something that will happen in a day but let him know your intentions let him know that this is what i want for myself as a female you have to reach a point i remember a friend of mine um her name is Natasha. We're schoolmates and we're having a conversation on rape. Okay, we'll, we'll talk about rape later on. But one thing that I learned from that conversation with her is that she let, she told me, say, Chrisley, you have to know your worth as a woman. Know where to say no. When you have to say no, say no. When you have to say yes, say yes. So it is very important as a woman, know your worth. When it's time to say no, say no. Right? And then for the guys, even for the guys, Tell him, I mean, tell her, right? If, you know, celibacy is a way that you want to go, which should be the way, by the way, because when you control your sex drives, when you control the amount of times you have sex, when you control that, trust me, I know it is healthy for you as a guy. I know it's healthy. It is very healthy that guys, God, it's it's natural. It's, it's inborn. God has created you to be a sexual being and naturally you're a sexual being. So it's very necessary for you to have sex. However, it's also the worst thing that can happen to you. It's the best, but the worst thing that can happen to you. Because the more you do it, the more you will want to do it. Trust me. And it will go into marriage. And today we're talking about extramarital um, affairs. I'm sure you heard from the case I gave you earlier what happens. Because you can't control yourself. All you want to do is, is you just want. So you have to reach a point where you're able to control yourself. Where you can stay a month, you can stay a year without having sex. Like, let that be your goal. Let that be a goal for each and every one of us, all right? So I just this is us just really helping one another. So most believers are really good at telling us don't fornicate, don't have sex before marriage. Mar- sex before marriage is a sin, but never mention the how not to have sex before marriage. <laughs> and you know that um, they never mention the struggles that come with not having sex. You know they think it's easy. Don't do it. Don't do it. But you never really tell us the the how to not have sex. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know what Paul's thorn in the flesh was. I don't know if you remember that verse, the thorn in my flesh. I think even, um, is it about Chungu sang a song? There's a fire shut up in my bone, something like that. So um, I don't know what Paul's thorn in the flesh was, but I believe that it had a lot to do with sex, guys. Like, I don't know, but I just believe that it had a lot to do with sex. And, um, but please, it could be anything. This is just me. Because if you if you if you read the the the, the I think it's in Corinthians, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> I really think it's Corinthians. But if I'm wrong, please, 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 please go to the Bible or Google this. Google this. Um God said, My grace is sufficient for you. Paul had a problem. Paul had something. He had a thorn in his flesh and he asked God to remove it. How many times? He was like, God, take this out. One, take this out. Two, he was struggling with something and he kept asking God, take it away. 
but God, he didn't take it out. God never removed it. And you know, the funny thing is that, I mean, the funny and most amazing thing that God told him is that my grace is sufficient. So I don't know what Paul was struggling with. And for me, I feel like it had a lot to do with sex, like I said. So God said my grace is sufficient. Why? God wants us to depend on him wholly. He wants to depend on him in that when we depend on him, he shows us that his grace is sufficient. He shows us that he's the only the only one who can take whatever we're struggling with away. Right? Okay. So, um, on this platform, basically, I just give solutions that God gives to me to give out. Right? No, I don't know everything. I don't know everything. I don't have all the answers. But I'm here to talk. I'm here to talk and for you to listen. That's all I'm here to do. I'm here to talk about it. I'm here to talk about things that people feel uncomfortable to talk about. Right? So if you find an answer in whatever I'm talking about, then that would be very good. Okay. So, and do stay tuned every week, every week, every Monday. I will be bringing in surprising topics that will be helpful for you. Okay. So, anyhow, um, we're still talking about sexual um, sex drives and whatnot. So today, as I mentioned, um, sexual relations, it's, it's only in, ma- in marriage, guys. Only in marriage. Only in marriage. And it ought to be under control, even in marriage, in how they control their drives. So it's, 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 even, it's even surprising, eh? Like, okay, God, we've gotten married, and we are, we're out here to do the most. And then he's telling you, like, even in marriage, I want you to control your sex drive. Like, hilarious, right? Like, that's hilarious. Like, for me, I'm like, God, you know, when I figured this out, I'm like, God, look. Like, for me, the goal was to get married. And when I get married, like, bruv, I want to have sex, period. But, like, now he's telling you, now you're married. And like he's, like, he's telling you, like, look, yes, you're married, but there is a way you have to do it, okay? There is a way I take sex. And God takes, by the way, God takes sex to be very serious. Like I said, it is a form of worship. I don't know if you went to look up the scripture. I told you in the first episode Look up the scripture that says sex is a form of worship. So God take it's a form of worship unto God. It's supposed to be done nobly, like noble. You know what I mean? We have to be very, very, very contrite in how we do or have these um, sexual practices. Anyway, this this is something that you can ask God later on. So sex in marriage should not be based on sexual excesses or lustful passions. So sexual excesses, like what is sexual excesses? Hmm. Huh. Anyway, what do you think it is? Lustful passions. What's that? Okay, so would you say that pornography is a form of lustful passion? Um, what about sex pills? Do you think it's also a form of a sexual excess? Um, but isn't that to enhance it or make it better? You know, these are questions that I have. Isn't 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 porn porn a way of just enhancing the sex in the marriage? Okay, what about sex pills? Is it you know this this, this kind of questions? So to answer. These, I would say that there is no agreement between, if there is no agreement between both parties, then it shouldn't be practiced. And this is one thing that I've come to understand about marriage in terms of sexual relations with marriages. Things like new styles learned from a porn video and you want to remaster your wife. You know, you, you, I think, I don't know if we know remaster. You want to remaster your wife when she doesn't even agree. Should not be done. Okay. So I think it's about both parties if both of you agree to watch pornography at and you 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 want to watch porn and you both agree to do a certain 
style or you both agree to do a certain something, then I think it's, it's, it's agreeable. It's between the two of you. Remember, your marriage bed is sacred before God. In as much as you do these other things, remember that it is sacred before God and it is to be done as a form of worship, if you know what I mean. Yeah, so... um marriage should be all about giving you know what i mean rather than getting so you as a guy or you as a woman you lend something from your side chick or your side guy and then you want to do it on your marital partner when they don't agree so for god that is sin if your partner does not agree your partner does not agree to watch porn and then you want them to watch porn you're forcing them to watch porn to god that is sin that is not allowed that is what we call sexual excess and lust it's based on sexual excesses and lustful passion so that should not be done so some people have argued right um before i go into that marriage should be all about giving rather than getting when it is more centered on both parties being satisfied and not self-centered then that will be then that would be bad. Okay, so it shouldn't be a self-centered thing. It should be more of the both of you wanting to get satisfied. All right, I'll give an example of we are all adults. Uh, we are all adults here. Yeah, so we are all adults here. Um, so I'll give an example. If you're and your partner, okay, you're having sexual relations or you're rather you're having sex, you're in the process of having sex, and then, for example, you finish earlier than your partner, right? You finish earlier than your partner. And then you just dip after that. Like, these are problems that most married couples actually face. Where you're self-centered. This is just an example of being self-centered. The moment you finish, the moment you, let's say, reach orgasm, the moment you're satisfied... Your partner is not you. You don't even care to ask. You don't even care to check whether your partner has been satisfied or not. You just go and sleep. You turn the other side and sleep. That is an example right there of self-centeredness. So it is very important that it is all about giving. You giving the other person. That is when I feel like sex is more fulfilled. Where you give your partner it's all about giving your partner satisfaction it's all about giving your partner a sense of fulfillment okay <laughs> all right i sound like i'm married when i'm actually not and very far from it by the way all right so some people have argued that if one partner is honest with his partner then such an extra marital affair can be justified can extramarital affairs be justified i don't know let's see if it can right so others have even argued further saying that if both parties have agreed then it is actually justifiable hold up so i asked this question so um i've asked this question um in that it is what people are actually going through okay and being christian this is what christian couples are facing out there okay whether be it non-believing be it muslim be it christian christian couples are actually going through this all right so um it is necessary that we ask such questions such as extramarital activities i remember asking this question in a group not so long ago and the response i got was the first question I was asked was, is this a Christian couple? And I said, yes, it is a Christian couple. So the response I got was, there is no justification for that. And 
why would why would you even do that when you're christian okay that was what i got from that you know why even get married in the first place if you know that you're going to want to have extramarital activities well the answer was all right okay that's true that's very true actually but it wasn't really what i was looking for i was really looking for the reality okay we have many christian people who are actually married Mary christian many christian couples today who are married who are actually having extramarital activities who are actually having extramarital affairs who have involved their partners and told them that look let's 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 give each other a chance at least let let's let's justify this you know what i mean so many people are doing it out there so the reality what are we to do let's look at what's actually going on in couples in in, in relationships today right so um we have these things happening in the church today guys let's not run away from the fact that we have extramarital activities happening today we have couples who are in open relationships where they've made it open for each other to actually have sex with other people today so i will give um an example of um um, okay, no, I will not give an example of a country. Let's just keep that aside. So some have even added that it brings spice to the marriage. These are their justifications. And it brings spice to the marriage. And this whole sophistication is what birthed the whole orgies. I don't know for those people who've watched porn before. Or oh, maybe you've not watched porn. You've read books. Okay, maybe those people who've read erotic books and stuff like that. Maybe, yeah. There's what we call orgies. An orgy. An orgy is where you're five six of you having sex together you know what i mean like other people find this to be exciting other people do this in marriages where um they have they create these clubs you should go research actually go read on this they have clubs some clubs where there are five five couples five married couples and then they're like you know what why don't we just have sex together so they'll be in a room maybe book a lodge or book a home. and then in one room they're out there having sex or exchange so your husband will if he wants go to another woman in the same room yeah go to someone's wife and then that wife will go to the husband. And just like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're adding spice to your marriage. This is what other people are doing out there. And so um, there's even a movie that I watched. Just I, I didn't finish it, but I watched it. I started it. I didn't... Um, I, I think I, I, it's one of the movies that, like, to watch movies. Nowhere, yeah, you just scroll through a movie and you're like, okay, I'll watch it. Yeah, so it's one of them. And in that one, that happened. And, you know, this, the reason as to why such certain things are wrong... Okay, it's because it's it's just not orderly. You know, God is a God of order. I hope we know that. God is a God of order. God is not disorganized, guys. He's not disorganized. He is a God of order. He likes order. So him seeing you're married and then you're having sex with other married, like, like why? Okay, so this kind of relationship is actually bad. Okay, they're, they're, they, they, they have other bad effects on our emotional um beings on our emotional um, on our feelings and our emotions in that movie one of the the woman okay the woman did not like the fact that the husband was enjoying to have sex with the other couple the wife's other couple exactly so she noticed she was getting insecure like this guy enjoys being with you know the other the other woman and and for sure okay then it also came it also came around where she also caught feelings for the husband. Like it just, it just becomes so bad and disorganized. And this also reminds me of a friend of mine who was actually approached. This is Zambia now, eh? He was, he was at the gym and then he was, I won't say the names. I won't even say the name of the gym, um, but it's here in Kitwe. 
So he was invited by this married lady. He was invited on an orgy. He was like, okay, um, I like you and I would really like to have sex with you. So my husband is over there. And guys, this is real life, eh? My husband is over there. So I want you to approach him and tell him to say, okay, my wife, I mean, your wife has told me uh, about the program and he'll understand what you're saying because the the husband um, wanted to have sex with her friend. So he was like, okay, why don't you find a guy that you want to have sex with? And then me, I like your friend, so I would like to have sex with her. And then she was okay with it. She was like, okay, I'm going to find a guy. So she looked at my friend and really liked him. And she was like, because my friend is also good looking, by the way. He's, he's, he's quite built. Uh, I'm not for built guys, but like, you know, he, he's quite, he's good looking. In short, I won't mention his name, but he's quite a fine, he's a fine young man. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised why this um, old lady, this older lady, this older married lady liked him and wanted to have sex with him. And this was, this was a married couple, guys, here in Zambia, right here in Kitwe. This happened at a gym. Okay. So um, these are things that I'm talking about, you know, and, and it's not like they are not Christian. It's not like they don't go to church. I'm sure they go to one of the churches here in Kitwe. You know what I mean? And, and these are things that the people don't even want to address. And these are things that are actually happening. So I will talk about it if you don't want to talk about it. Like I'm out here, I'll talk about it. So dear brothers and sisters, this is not a godly thing to do. Let, let me put it out there. In as much as it adds in as much as you justify it, it's not a godly thing. It's not something God wants. It, it's so disoriented. It's so disorganized. Like, guys, you have to know just how much God hates disorder. All right? And being in the faith for, um, I think, over five years. Okay, being in the faith for over five, four, six years, I think. I've been in the faith for six years, guys. It's, for me, it's, I, I've been with the Holy Spirit. And I know he doesn't like disorder. So let me mention that all that is happening is couples ministering to their sinful and lustful desires. Let's remember that in Jude we are told that they shall give themselves over to their sinful desires. We are told that in the last you they will give themselves to their lustful desires. And this is just basically what married couples are doing today. These extramarital activities, these extramarital affairs, okay, it's it's you're just basically giving yourselves over to your sinful desires. And in Jude, in Jude we are told, Jude, I feel like Jude is a good scripture. Just go read it. It's a good um chapter. So however, however, now we are coming to however, eh? The world view may be justified. So when we're looking at a God view, when we're looking at the spiritual view, we're looking at the spiritual side of things, it, you can't justify it. With God, you can't even take it to God and say, God, look, nah, there's nothing to talk about. Like, you can't go to God and be like, God, no, this is why I, nah, 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 shut it. I think that's what he can just, he just says, shut it, okay? It can't be justified. You can't justify it. Just as you can't justify any other sin out there, Okay, but on a world point of view, extramarital affairs can actually be justified, and I'll show you exactly how you can justify it. So, if you're a believer, okay, this is not built on a sensual or hedonistic view. So, the world view they they're they're more of hedonistics and they're more sensual, right? Um, let me give an example of sensual view. Let's look at. Um, homosexuality for example the way things are now okay the 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 view out there is you utter there are these memes that say you don't choose you don't choose who you um what do they say at feelings feelings are not are not are not based on the on 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 where on the gender yeah, feelings are not based on the gender. It's based on the person. This this is these are justifications to homosexuality, okay? Um 
feelings are not based on the gender it's the person you fall in love with the person and to be honest with you okay i i agree on a worldview i agree i agree with that there are times where you just fall in love with a person whether the person is male or female there are times i fall in love with a female not based on the gender but the fact that i just i'm just in love with this person okay i'm not looking at whether she's female no for me i'm just looking at the person the heart okay the feeling the emotion we share you know what i mean like there's that and i'm telling you if you're not careful and you believe it if you're not careful you will fall into it right you will fall into it like i did you know what i mean and 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 i'm not saying it's a bad thing but if you're a christian and if you're going to have to follow jesus if you're going to have to if you're a believer and you're going to be like yo i'm a believer yo it is there's no justification to it but right now i'm giving a world view so don't misinterpret i've already given the truth but now i'm giving the world view okay so it's more hedonistic and it's more sensual and i think i've given an example of what sensual is so sensual or um so i've explained uh sensual so now i'm going to do it hedonistic so hedonistic it ministers to passions where all your actions are based on your passions so hedonistic is just basically it ministers to your passions like everything you have a passion for everything you're passionate for is what is what your actions were based for so if you're if you if you have a if your passion is more on um bestiality where it's more about having sex with animals and the like then that is what you're going to do and that's where your justification um will be based on so yeah so that's what it's so can any human relation or romantic um relationship be built if you're living like that if you're living on um a world view kind of situation i don't know i want you to think about it okay can any human relationship be be built if you're living like that i don't think it can be you know it can you break down you move on it's 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 so bad you can't you can't build a relationship you can't have a proper relationship if if you if 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 you if you're if you're hedonistic okay if you if you live on a sensual and, and your view is more hedonistic if you're living like orgies open relationship it 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 can't work and this is why god said it's better it's mono monoistic <laughs> it's it's better that you're monogamous no, monogamous okay it's better you're monogamous and monogamous is just basically one mono yeah so it's better you're monogamous and i know that these justifications no um chrisley back then okay back then they were i mean solomon had a thousand wives and 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 for sure he did you know these are things he did but i feel like god just saw what he did to him as an individual i think god just saw what having so many wives did to the previous guys so i think him very much like okay you know what you know what i think it's better these guys just stick to one because i've seen what it's doing okay I, i'm seeing what it's doing I, i'm seeing what it's doing to the women i'm seeing what it's doing to to my guy solomon you know what i mean like i feel like solomon was going through a lot but then i feel like the women had a lot that was going on and i don't think god is against the whole polygamy and what not cuz in the, in the old days they they were marrying however okay but i feel like he he saw what it's doing to us emotionally he saw what it's doing to people and he's like you know what i feel like let them stick to one okay let them stick to one don't 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 feed on your lust for desires just stick to one person Okay so God thinks about us remember the bible says he cares for us he cares for us he cares for you and me he cares for our emotions even our sexual lives please i hope you're you're getting this submit your sexual desires to god trust me he's the only one who will help you not youtube youtube will 
we'll, we'll add some things but just tell him okay yeah so um how the other person you know how the other person may feel it's 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 a bad thing if you're in marriage and and you are suggesting to your wife to say or you're suggesting to your husband say look why don't we make this an open thing it's 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 bad the other person may feel bad and let me let me tell you one thing about women if you in case you're a man you're a guy and you want to initiate this in your relationship women will women like to to please we are we are, we are pleasers just emotionally and just naturally we are pleasers we love to please our partners so she'll she'll want to please you she'll agree she won't refuse even if she's not happy with even if she's not okay with it she'll agree just to please you all right in hope to save that marriage in hope to 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 see like maybe he'll like me better if i agree to this and However, however hard it may be, trust me, as a believer and as a child of God, even in your marriage, whatever the case may be, okay, that you should not, should not let your partner push you to do something that you're not comfortable with. And this is very important in marriage, before marriage, it's very important. Don't let your partner push you to do something that you know is not what you want to do or you know is not right to do. Let's talk about anal sex mm, in terms of anus penetration. Guys, I don't think the anus was built to be penetrated. People say um, that there are feelings there. Yeah? And for sure, how do you think gay people manage? There's feelings there. You can actually have an orgasm from being anal penetrated you know what i mean you can actually have an orgasm because that's the, the sphincter it has there's some um feelings there but i like what i learned in jurisprudence um under the natural school of law they say the, the sphincter muscle was not built to be penetrated it's impossible and that is the natural school of law but um we have other schools of thought eh? like the socialist school of thought it's amazing, guys, this school of thought. And you, if you're not careful, you, 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 you will fall. You know what I mean? You, you can literally fall. That is why we have atheists today. That is why we have scientists. That is why we have people who don't even believe in God. Because there's just so much going on in the world. And I remember reading and just... I, 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 was, I was sinking in the... I was sinking my teeth into these books and reading. And guys, let me tell you, I almost... I lost it because it was amazing. It's amazing what what is out there, guys. Read, read. It's amazing. You have to know these schools of thought. I'm telling you, it's 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 amazing. The positivists, the what what like, it's amazing. But I I can talk about that. I can put that as a topic where I just get to talk about feminist school of thought. We get to talk about feminism. We get to talk about all these things and where they come from. You know the origins and whatnot. So, but the natural school of law says the things. It's it's impossible that the sphincter, the 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 sphincter muscle should be penetrated. And today. We have, but the socialists, the socialists don't think other. The, the socialists think otherwise. Okay, so we have it's 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 amazing. That's what I'm going to say about that. So um, things like anal sex, okay, um, penetrating through the anus, guys. I mean, I don't think it was. That's why it was built. But we have people today who are making it right. Okay, like gay, gay relationships, gay relationships. There's there's no other way that they could penetrate. So the only way that they can do is through the anus. Okay, and people actually orgasm. It's it's actually real. There's lubrication, come, come from there. It's 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 amazing. I'll talk about that some other time, not today. 
So, remember, the freedom we are crying for, okay, guys, the freedom we are crying for is slavery. The freedom we long for enslaves the mind and emotions and we do not see it. We are actually doing the opposite of what God said not to do. So the devil is 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 trying, or rather, we are we are trying to sanctify which he has already condemned. God has condemned. We already know what has already been condemned by the Bible. By the Bible, we know what's wrong. But we have so many people. We have media that is trying to sanctify that which he has made unclean. And that's where the problem is. You know, we are crying for freedom. Let's look at homosexuality. We have so many activists out there, the, the, the transgender, they are, they, are, they are fighting for freedom. Let's, let's, let's give an example of, of Kate, the I am Kate, um, Bruce Jenner, okay? Right there where he is, he, 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 he fought for his freedom and now he's free, right? It looks like he's free. But he's actually enslaved himself by being a woman. He was a man, but now he's, he, he, he's, he thought he's sought a certain freedom and he feels free. We're out there crying for homosexual rights. We're out there crying for transgender rights. We're out there crying for so many rights. We're out there crying for so many things. We want to be free from what has already what god has already said not we're out there crying for we're saying we who drink we drunkards are saying alcohol is not wrong okay we drunkards i'm i've put myself because i drink a lot so we drunkards are saying god it's 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 not wrong not all alcohol is wrong i mean jesus he he made it into wine you know what i mean we're trying to sanctify that which is made clean but we must understand that we can't do that Okay, and I'm going to give you guys an example of, let's say, we have adultery. Let's look at adultery. Eh? Today, adultery, we have some countries that have, it's deemed normal. It's, it's not even a ground for divorce. Like, it's, it's, it's not a ground for, you can't divorce someone because he committed adultery. And I'm going to give you an example. South Africa. I already gave that in the introduction. South Africa, this is a normal trend. It's it, it's it's no longer it no longer carries weight in South Africa. You can't sue, you can't take someone to court for a divorce because of adultery. That is a lie. And in South Africa, we've seen that in their laws. Okay. I'm gonna talk about Sparta. Okay, so there's a state called Sparta. It's it's in the Greece, Greek, um Athens states, all right? So in Sparta, in Spartan state, there's no such thing as adultery. You know why? The Spartans are so concerned about um, babies being born and the not hierarchy, um, lineages. They're more focused on the lineage. They're more focused on appearance. Okay, so in Sparta, let me tell you something about Sparta. In Sparta, they are more focused on how the baby will come out or what the baby will look like. So, if, for example, if you're married and then as a man you feel like, I don't think my child will physically look good. So in Sparta, it is actually legal for you as a husband to find a man for your wife to actually have sex with and then have a child of that man. Because they are more focused on the lineage, what the child will look like. 
physical appearance. Those are the Spartans. So even in their law, there's not, a, there's not, a, you can't, you can't take your spouse. Say no, committing adultery. They, they don't even know what. They don't even know such a thing as adultery in Sparta. So there are states like Sparta. However, that is very different with Athens or Greece or ancient Greece. In, in, in Athens or Greece, that side, let me tell you, there they used to kill. You are allowed. It's actually legal. If you find your wife cheating on you, you are allowed. It's by law. By law, you are allowed to kill that man who is with your wife. So you see how other places are. Eh? It's, it's in other states. It's different. It's, 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 it's amazing. It's amazing. Do your researches, guys. Read. From your advice, read. Go read. Even if, even if it's just one article, read. See what other people are doing. Know your interests. Know something. Know something. Okay? You know, there's so, there's so much attraction that comes with the mind. For me, I'm attracted to the mind. Trust me. I'm a sapiosexual. Let me just... Um, divert a bit i'm a sap i'm a sapiosexual and a demisexual so a sapiosexual I, d- I don't know if i'll swap the two but a sapiosexual is attracted to intelligent people and i like to think of myself as that i love people who have a great mind people who challenge me mentally i am attracted to them like most of the guys that i've been ever attracted to in my life are they think They've challenged me in one way or the other with my mind. In as much as I look at the physical, but I am a, I am attracted to a mind that thinks ish. But anyway, we're not talking about that. We're talking about that some other time. Anyway, so consequences, guys, of um, other consequences as well. Other consequences that come with um, other consequences that come with in marriages in terms of marriages other consequences that come with um, adultery and extramarital um, activities in terms of you're not controlling your sex drive we have other couples today who watch pornography who masturbate and guys this is this is serious okay this is very serious and so there's a movie called fireproof go and watch it fireproof fireproof go and watch it in this movie the husband used to masturbate he used to masturbate and watch porn guys he was addicted to porn but i love the fact that the woman stayed with her husband and she prayed for him she would pray for him every day but then she was frustrated it even reached the point where she left him but this man he got to realize okay what i'm doing is wrong and also he had a mentor he had someone he used to go talk to it's very unnecessary guys that we have someone to talk to okay so pornography can destroy marriage masturbation can destroy marriage why because you are you you you, you're not controlling your drives okay so there's the cheating as well but we have other people who actually masturbate and watch porn then they don't cheat but then they just masturbate and watch porn that can destroy your marriage in so many ways in that when you must let me tell you something about masturbation guys like in case you don't know what masturbation does in case you do like for me i even stopped masturbation destroys your sex drive it also destroys your sexual arouses what arouses you what it it just changes just becomes low because you already know what to do with yourself like if you're high you just masturbate and good you're good you climax you're good but that affects your sexual activity and how you perform in bed with your partner that affects you and i've seen how it's affected me in so many ways so like yeah so in today's permissive okay guys we are in a permissive society i just really want to rush because there's so much to say but like i have to end this podcast as soon as possible 
feel like I've been talking for the longest time. Anyway, so we have a permissive society, okay? We have a permissive society. So in today's permissive society where all sexual expressions have been condoned and encouraged, it is the most difficult on married, on Christian couples as the young people. It is even much worse and difficult with the television and media that has come out today. And I agree. I agree, guys. I agree. You know, in this permissive society, it's it's much worse on us Christians and believers. And I feel like that is why many people today are not even believers. That is why many people today are not Christians. That is why many people today run away from Christianity. That is why some of you try to justify it as holy. Those are the holy ones. Me, I'm not. Uh-uh. It's just for the simple fact that it is hard. You just have to admit sometimes that, ish, you know what? I'm Christian. I'm a believer, but it's hard. I want to be holy. I want to I wanna reach a certain point, but it's hard. It's very good when you're like that because that way you have a contrite spirit and God loves a contrite spirit. God loves a pure heart. He loves someone who can admit, who can admit that they actually in need of something. You know what I mean? They, they, he, ad, he likes it when you can admit that, ah, we mind enough, Kosa. So, it's also difficult when we have the heroes, the idols, the celebrities that are looked up to. They're easy to follow. You know what I mean? And we are, we, we are watching them. We are learning from them. And they set bad examples for us. You know, it's, it's so easy to follow these idols, guys. It's so easy to follow them. These celebrities, Avenandani, Avenandani, Dani. And, you know, in today's society, it's very hard to be Christian today. You know what I mean? Because there's so much going on, okay? But you just have to know who to follow, okay? Let me give an example of some people. Bruce Jenner, who is I Am Kate today. We have so many people following Bruce Jenner today. Imagine the people who were following him before he was a woman. And now that he is a woman... His followers are still following him now. And then they're like, oh my God, it's right. It's okay for me to actually become a woman. Okay. So he's setting that example. And you can imagine he has, I'm okay, thousand, 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 millions, billions, trillions of followers. And then now they're seeing that it's okay to be transgender. I can, I can too. If she, if he did it, I can too. And that is why we have so much today. So let's, let's, as believers today, let's work on being examples. Let it not just end in yourself. Let it not just end on you being what you are today. Let it not just end on you speaking in tongues, prophesying, what, 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 delivering, what, 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 uh, uh, serve. And by serving, it means be that example, all right? And I know I'm not in the right position right now to talk to people about being an example because I am not an example when it comes to the alcohol industry obviously i can't preach about alcohol because i'm drinking it right but i can still be useful there are other things that i can also be still useful i'm still working on that side so but i can still be useful and if you're a vessel if you've been caught if god has placed a demand on your life trust me you can never run away from it and as so long as you're a believer you can't run away from the calling it is a lie i've tried it it doesn't work Look at Jonah. Look at how far it went with Jonah. Jonah was swallowed by a fish. God, when God has called you, my dear brother or sister, you cannot run away. Trust me, I've been there. Okay, so we have these examples. Abena Bruce Jenner, Lil Nas, guys. Like my young sister, 
likes Lil Nas. I don't even know what to do at this point. Okay, I can't, I can't stop her from watching American Dad, which she likes. I can't stop her from watching Lil Nas. And there's this song, Achan. But where are you now? Not where are you now? Okay, it's it's. He was in a wedding dress. And then he was like, I want love. He, the song, basically, the message is like, I want love. I want someone to love me. Something like that. I want someone to love me. I want... Ish. It's, it's hilarious. He was in a wedding dress. He was in church. Guys, like, I, as an individual, trust me, as an individual, I have totally nothing against people. And I don't judge. I'm, I'm one of the least people in life who judges because I know what it's like, all right? But Lil Nas is setting this example that is... <sighs> they teach us self-gratifying principles rather than teaching us to become better. Okay? So it should be God's way, guys, indeed. If you're a believer, if you've chosen to be a believer, you've chosen to be Christian, it should be God's way. We must have good examples. There are just some examples in life. Travis Scott is my idol. Travis Scott inspires me. I don't know. Then I don't know where your life is heading. Honestly, I don't know. If your inspiration is Lil Nas, then I don't know where your life is heading okay people like justin bieber i feel like justin bieber has his story to tell okay yeah he may seem childish and useless but he has his story to tell kanye west has his story to tell don't make him your idol but what are some principles that he's living by oprah tyler perry okay these are people that i look up to by the way um, Steve Harvey I look up to Steve Harvey a lot he may not be Christian I don't know if he's Christian or not but one thing that I believe is that he saves God that's all I know so let's know who we, to, we put in front it, auto, it also matters who we follow these are people see what they are doing in their marriages see what they are doing in their marriages if you, if, if you follow someone who cheats even what we watch on YouTube it's very important we have so many young people today who are googling how to be good in bed, how to ride a man. And you know, there's there's this woman I found. Um, I don't know her name, but she's married. She was just the, the advice she was giving, just so wrong. You know what I mean? So it's very important who we follow, what we follow, what we watch. It's very necessary, guys. Very necessary. I mean. So this is the last episode of Sex Drives and Jesus. Even in marriage, it is necessary that we control our sex drives. So even before marriage, me, I'm talking to us before and after. Even before marriage, it is important that these two small things that trouble you, you know, two small things. If you know that you are, you are a honey, a honey, you're too honey. But it points tap tap. Deal with it before you enter marriage because it will be very, it will be very. For example, if you are a honey beast, and you want to get with a person like me. No, it, it, I think we divorce on the next day. Because for me, I'm not like that. For me, my drive is not... It's not even there. Okay, not that it's not there, but like... It needs its time. So for me, I need someone who's patient. So it is very necessary. You know who you get with. 
okay very important very important so let's not be egocentric let's not be egocentric this is an egocentric culture extramarital relations are egocentric it's an egocentric thing homosexuality is an egocentric thing if we don't understand what egocentric is go google it check in the dictionary what is egocentric what is an egocentric society what is an egocentric um urge yeah so we have we are finally done with sex drives and jesus thank you so much for following all through this series i hope you have learned one or two things okay i hope you've really learned one or two things from sex drive and jesus if you haven't gotten anything from all this please let's just remember let's talk to god about our sex drives let's talk to someone about our sex drives also let's control them like a car let's control them let's not just anyhow if you know you have a high sex drive tell god about it like god for me i just want to have sex and then find what to do with your sex drives like find something for, for i like guys who are involved with sports sports is a way to distract your mind of certain thoughts so it's very good if you're a guy and you're involved in sex i mean sports very nice excellent it's very good that you're involved because it's it's a good thing because that way your mind is people who guys who go to the gym very important so if you're a guy you don't do anything you don't do nothing you're not involved in music you're not involved in anything you don't even dance nothing uh-uh. not even cut sports not even cut jogging time time the only thing you'll be thinking about is sex so if you don't do anything in terms of extracurricular activities find something to do find something to do get active do something don't think about sex all the time yeah so that's all i can tell you guys about sex starving jesus um yeah i hope you guys are excited for the next topic so the next topic is negative emotions ooh ooh